Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity, and we thank you for the beautiful day that you created, Lord, and we choose to rejoice in the good things that you've given us, Lord. We choose to call you faithful, and you're able to perform all that you said that you would, Lord, and we just thank you, and we celebrate and rejoice before you, God, because you have given us long life and shown us your salvation, Jesus, and we just thank you for all your benefits, all your goodness, Lord, and all your mercy, your compassion, and your kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the Word. And our focus currently is in the book of Acts, chapter 15. And we are still discussing the verses 1 through 31. So if you haven't joined us before on this section or you haven't read that section of scripture we strongly encourage you to pause it now and just take the time and opportunity to read through that section of scripture and then continue and follow along in our discussion amen amen Amen. all right well let's now open the floor to each of you to share what the holy spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions you might have. So who'd like to begin? I'll go. All right, I promise. Okay, so the Lord was reminding me of how certain people, um, they disqualify themselves based upon what they've done, say, of the past or what they haven't done. And... As a result, they're practically persecuting themselves and not entering fully into what the Lord was telling them to enter in. And that is the result that they're... For example, let's just say what the the Roy is supposed to be entering is a paycheck. If you're supposed to be given a paycheck, you're not going to go, Oh no, I can't receive this paycheck. The paycheck's yours. You will well, take it. Well, let's back up a second. You don't enter into the role of a paycheck. You enter into the role of doing the work and you receive the reward or the compensation of a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. If you did not do the work, right, if you called into work, if you didn't show up, Mm -hmm. right, then at the end, you would miss out on the paycheck, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And and there would be some tears, no doubt, right? Uh, Just that's natural human nature, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because we all want the reward, we all want the blessing and the benefit. But how many are actually willing to do the work or to fulfill the role that they have been given? And where's where's our willingness in that? Right? The the Lord, I'm talking about the vineyard, there were complaints. Well, how everyone's received the exact same wages regardless of when they joined in the labors. And he said, this was the agreed upon wage, yes? 
Yes. Okay. So you agreed to do this work for this wage. And so did everyone. But how many missed out? Because they refused to do the work and then not receive the, as you, you phrased it there, promise, the paycheck. Right? The, the role can't be the paycheck. Now, you can be the, I'll say, a financier. The Lord can use you to finance various aspects and ministries and all these things within the kingdom for his purpose. Right? Yes. But the paycheck is the reward, is a blessing and benefit for those that are doing the work that they've been called to do, right? The yes. laborer is worthy of his wages. Does that make more sense? Yes. Okay. We'll continue then, sir. And how these people would disqualify themselves and then state that they couldn't do what they what the Lord is telling them to do because of what they had done previously or saying that they haven't done this yet so they can't do it. And then as a result, they're making excuses why they can't do the actions that the Lord wants them to do. And the Lord reminds me of how um, it talks about the Pharisees um, was talking about that they were clean the outside of the cup, but they weren't clean the inside. And how these people, when they're talking about not being worthy about doing certain things because they're being falsely humble and going, oh, no, I can't do that because of I haven't done these things. They're focusing on the image on the outside rather than focusing on the inside. And uh, when the person focus on, focuses on the inside, the reward comes as a result. Okay. For, can you make it plain or clear for the listeners what you are referring to when you say these things? If the Lord calls someone to be a pastor or fill a ministry role, but the people are going, no, no, I can't be a pastor because I've done these past sinful acts or I haven't done this great deed like saving someone and saying, basing all their whole metric based on that and saying, no, I can't be a pastor because of these things that they don't get the, the reward of fulfilling into fulfilling the role that the Lord has for them. Okay, so they're basing their acceptance on their works versus the grace of God. Is that right? Yes, Mom. Mm. All they would have to do is come to Christ, right? You have to be saved first and then repent. And for in the mind of God, it's as if you have never sinned before, right? You have a clean slate and you're free to move forward. And able to move forward in the thing that he asked you to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then let's also look at that, right? Because it comes to, to disobedience and rebelliousness, right? If you, you're asked or told to do something and you refuse to do it, would that not be sin? Yes. So if someone gives you, hey, uh, we'll go back to your example. Here's the role I want you to, to fulfill, right? Here's, here's the job. And you do everything in your power to not do the job, to not understand the instructions for doing the job and or just flat out refuse to do the work. There's an issue, right? Yes. Yes. But then at the same time, you can't 
half do the work or partially do the work and then think you have a higher position or air of importance and significance than someone else just because you were brought on or hired first, right? Yes. 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 In the natural, there are things like seniority and, and all those like wonderful, there are benefits that come as a result of that. Okay. But here we're, we're not talking about natural means. We're talking mm-hmm. about the kingdom. Amen. There, so there's a difference. And the standard and the scale for the kingdom is what the Lord said the standard and scale was. And we see that pattern example set forth in Jesus. Right? Yes. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. He could do that because he had no sin. He was without sin, spot, blemish, or wrinkle. Nothing could be found in him, right? He said that very plainly. The ruler of this world is coming, speaking of the devil and Satan, and he has nothing in me. There was nothing that the enemy could pull on him to guilt him, to shame him, to, uh, to use and attempt to discredit him. It was all made up lies that others accepted or chose to believe and enter into an alignment with the enemy to complete the enemy's plan, Satan's plan, and works. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. So, we have been speaking about this huge issue of circumcision, a huge issue of the day of circumcision, right? Which yes. came from this, I'll say, religious spirit, having a religious nature or religious ideology, vice actually doing the thing that the Lord had asked his people to do. Right? Yes. yes. So Paul addresses this throughout, literally throughout the entirety of the New Testament and in all his writings. I'm reminded of, well, again, when we speak of religion, it comes down to a matter of the heart. What is the heart? And the Lord said, said this, and we talked about it in a previous episode. They will know whose you are, right? By your love for one another. Not by your rank and position and authority over them. Mm -hmm. He that desires to be great must be a servant to all. Mm -hmm. But here, speaking on this clearly issue that came up and created much strife and dissension amongst Jews, Christians, and even in the midst of believers... Right? Yes. Everybody, everybody yes. tracking so far? Yes. Yes. It's all about trying to put oneself in a place of authority and or discredit or disqualify someone else. So then where is the love? Mm-hmm. And Paul writes about that in, in Romans, talking about uh, Jews and Gentiles. Right? Romans chapter 2 begins in verse 17. Says, indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will and approve all things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself, uh, uh, that you yourself are a guide to the blind and light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth of the law. But then he goes into these questions. So do you teach another <laughs> and not teach yourself? 
You know, you say, hey, don't commit adultery. Do you also commit adultery, right? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples, right? So he's going in and, and literally picking the argument apart, saying, wait, you're saying this is what matters, and you have to follow this, the law, right? Yes. But then he's yes. saying, wait, you don't even follow it. If you are truly your God's people, and that's for anybody that claims to be a Christian believer, not just talking about Jews and or Gentiles, right? Mm -hmm. This is for yes. each of us to examine ourselves. If we truly make the claim that we are Christians, we are disciples of Christ, we are followers of Jesus, when we believe in him, should we also not see the physical manifestation in our lives, which would denote there is a difference in how we carry and conduct ourselves according to the standard and pattern set forth in Jesus? Yes. So, so Paul in Romans is picking apart that the argument, which is the same thing that John the Baptist did, or in Jesus. Right? Don't say to yourself, "Oh, we're sons of Abraham," and uh, right? Don't say those those things because you're doing all the things that are in opposition that, wait, Moses and Abraham taught their sons and their children and the tribes about, how, which is what they received from the Lord. Paul's saying, I'm doing the same thing to you here and now. You can't fall back on this, right? Because then he continues, and, uh, and that's in Romans 2, verse 23, you who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? And it says, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. And then, and then in verses 25 through 29, he even goes in to, uh, and discusses circumcision again. Right? For circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, Will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you who even with your written code and circumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is the circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart." In the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. And then he goes into the difference, right? But he's saying, or he continues with the difference. And says, and this is in chapter 3, verse 21, But the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all, and on all who believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And, and of course, he continues. So I'll, I'll stop there and give the opportunity for you to search that out on your own. But is coming to the same conclusion, and he says it everywhere. It's about the heart. And the Lord gave us this freedom. And let's walk in that freedom that he's given us. It's not just about whether we have done this one act or this, this other thing outwardly, but what is our heart towards the Lord?
right? That's even in what's known as the, the Shema, right? Here, Israel, the Lord our God is one, right? Yes. And in the commandments, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. It's also in the covenant that their heart would be towards the Lord. It's not just about the land, it's about their heart towards the Lord. And so I say that, and it's not just about Jews, it's not just about Gentiles. What is our, let's examine ourselves, what is our heart before the Lord? Right? Yes. Is he our God, and are we his people? And that can only happen if our heart is towards him. Right? Love the word of God with all your heart. Heart is always first. Right? Mind, heart, body, soul, strength is typically how it's stated. Right? But yes. the heart matters. Our heart towards the Lord is what he's looking for. He says it throughout scriptures, oh, that they would have a heart towards me. Right? He says that these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. He's looking at the heart. He's always looked at the heart. What is our heart towards the Lord? Is it for, her, for him? Is he our God and are we his people? And then as a result of that, he continues to bless us with everything that he promised in the covenant? Or is it apart from him? And as a result of sin and the consequences of that, do we experience the curse? That's described in Luke, or sorry, Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28. The consequences of disobedience, of sin, of rebelliousness. And if we find ourselves in the latter, well, let's examine that and acknowledge that and bring that before the Lord and repent and come back into alignment with him. Make our heart towards him. Make him the desire and affection of our heart. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. So let's let him be our treasure or the pearl of great price. He being our God and let's us be his people. Amen. 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 Well, there's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to, to each one. And let's be spotless and blameless before our Lord and Savior. He's already done the work. So let's just receive what he's done. Yes, Dad. It's a gift. Can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, I thank you for today. Just thank you for providing us with your word, Lord, and just giving us the ability to understand it, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just showing us things to come, Lord, and showing us where we may have fallen or become faulty, Lord, so that we may correct it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.